HARP, H-A-R-P. It stands for the Harm Assessment for Reduction and Prevention Study. During the 2020 to 2021 academic year, a survey was sent out to Chatham students to evaluate gender, sexual violence, and discrimination on campus. Participation in the study was voluntary, and 426 students ultimately responded, around 20% of Chatham student population. The results of the study were released last November on the My Chatham website, only accessible to the internal Chatham community. Hi, and welcome to The Communique d'Art, the podcast produced by Chatham's student-run media outlet, The Communique. My name's Alice Crow, and in this episode, we will explore the results of the HARP study, the response from students, and what could possibly remedy the campus climate. Michaela DeLauder, a junior at Chatham and the new section editor for the Communique, initially covered the results of the HARP study back in December, shortly after its release. I sat down with her to discuss the results of the study and why it would matter to the Chatham community. Hi, Michaela. Welcome to the podcast. Let's just jump right in. What were the most prevalent findings from the study? So overall, um, students thought that Chatham was a safe place. However, it was found that 49% of the student respondents reported um, the campus climate experiences that ranged anywhere from microaggressions to sexual violence. Can you tell me a little bit more about what was found on sexual harassment and violence on campus? So the first report is that 20% of respondents that responded to the survey reported that sexual harassment was a campus problem at Chatham. More so on that, uh, 14.3% of trans and gender nonconforming students, which were abbreviated to TGNC students in the survey, reported being forced to engage in sexual activity with a partner whom they were in a relationship with, but it was against their will. And 3.7% of cis women reported the same thing there. 10% of TGNC students and 2% of cis students were raped since their arrival at Chatham. Of those rapes, 43% of the perpetrators were in fact Chatham students. And on-campus rape, was reported from 29% of respondents, and 57% of respondents said that the rape occurred more than once. And lastly, 50% of students reported experiencing intimate partner violence. Can you talk a little bit more about the experiences specifically of the LGBT community on campus? Yeah, of course. The first statistic that we have is that 20% of TGNC students reported being watched or followed from a distance since their arrival at Chatham, and 10% of cis women also reported the same issue. Shockingly, 92% of TGNC students at Chatham reported experiencing discrimination, harassment, and non-acceptance of their gender identity on campus and 74% of LGBT and BIPOC students said they experienced discrimination, harassment, and non-acceptance of their sexual or romantic identity around campus. And what about BIPOC students? What did they say in the study? Yes, 78% of BIPOC students said that they had negative experiences 
on campus and in classrooms, such as microaggressions, including feeling isolated, marginalized, and tokenized. More so, 38% of respondents that reported hearing racial phrases or slurs on campus. And less than a third of BIPOC respondents felt represented in university materials, and, 30, and only 38% felt represented in their course material on campus. So why is the HARP study important? I think that most students would go, oh, this is a college campus. I'm actually not surprised. Um, so why should students pay attention to this study? Well, it's important because it highlights the negative experiences of students on campus. And it's also important because since the survey has been released, there hasn't been a lot of communication from the university about the results of the study. It's also important because it highlights problems within the student experience that don't make it into the Clery Report. So what is the Clery Report for anyone who doesn't know? So every year, Chatham University's Public Safety Department prepares a crime report to comply with the Clery Disclosure of Campus Security Policy and Crime Statistics Act. This report contains policies, procedures, and crime-related statistics from the previous couple of years. So the HARP study is different from the Clery report because the HARP study shows cases that have not necessarily been reported, just that what students have experienced at their time at Chatham, as opposed to the Clery report only shows instances that have been reported. Awesome. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you. The rest of the original Harp story can be found on the Communique website, chamcommunique.com. Next, I wanted to learn more about the student response to HARP and how some campus organizations were thinking about the results of the study. I sat down with someone who spoke directly with students about HARP to learn more. Okay, please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Carson Gates. I am the current editor-in-chief of the Communique, and I'm a sophomore here at Chatham. So you talked to some students about the HARP study. What was their feedback? Yeah, so we initially talked to some students during the student engagement fair earlier in January. The first person we spoke to was Madison Stokes. She is a first year who's a part of the Black Student Union here at Chatham. Firstly, she addressed the diversity here at campus, saying that ODEI is working to increase diversity. Um, so I've briefly, briefly looked it over, and from what I've seen, there's some interesting numbers with regarding diversity, um, and so I think that's important to address. Um, I'm a part of the Black Student Union, so something that we're really trying to do this semester is working with ODEI to help get those numbers up and also with retention. She also talked about how they intend to address this issue by creating more safe spaces on campus for students of color. Um, so this is definitely in the works, but ODI and the Black Student Union, we are trying to create a safe place for students of color to come together for their meetings or just to hang out. So I think that will definitely help just in the Chatham community and beyond. Stokes also encouraged students to keep an open mind about other identities and cultures they might see here at Chatham. Um, I think it's really important for students just to keep an open mind and to learn more about different cultures because it's so important and that's how we're all going to grow together for a closer community. The next person I spoke to was Tara Nykirk. She's a senior and the president of the Chatham Feminist Coalition. 
She worked on the study, and while the results were upsetting, she wasn't really too surprised by them. Honestly, the results aren't that surprising. Um, I know a lot of people were like, I can't believe this. Like, what is going on? But from what I've heard from a lot of students, I also used to work in admissions. Um, it's not a total surprise. I mean, we do have a very high turnover rate. Um, and a lot of students, especially with the Feminist Coalition, have reported like stalking behavior or microaggressions or stuff like that. And it's just super common on our campus, which is upsetting to see. <laughs> she primarily believed that the sports culture here played a large role into the results of the study. I feel like with the sports people especially, they're given a lot of leeway to just kind of do whatever they want um, because they bring a lot of revenue to our college and they bring a lot of people here as well just to play the sports. So I feel like they're kind of given an excuse or just allowed to do whatever they want and not held accountable for that um, because they just want to keep them on campus. So. Nykirk also had a lot of ways that Chatham could work on these issues and maybe improve in the future. Um, I would love for the new president um, to definitely try to get more inclusive campus. Um, definitely strive for more inclusive hiring process. Uh, strive to make classes where people or professors take classes to understand inclusivity and microaggressions and try not to enact those in their classroom. Um, and just overall trying to fix the sports culture on campus. Maybe like I know during the summer they come like a week or two earlier than everybody else, like have them take seminars and stuff. And I know this is all kind of just performative and stuff, but I feel like maybe that would help a little bit. So do you think a majority of students also hold this belief that sports culture negatively affects the campus climate? You know, we've talked to a lot of students about this issue, and it's kind of been a common theme, but it's not a universal, you know, thought from every student here at Chatham. One such person was Shyla Pepperman. Uh, she's a senior who also worked on the HARP study, and she's also a captain of the women's volleyball team here. Obviously, the results were upsetting to her, but she's also frustrated with the students' reaction to the survey and what, you know, they said about athletics as a whole. I think what frustrated me was that we're not necessarily looking at all parts of the study. Yes, you know, athletes are, you know, the main perpetrators and we're, we're acknowledging that and it's very, you know, real. But we also have to acknowledge that athletes make up a humongous proportion of our student body. So they're going to disproportionately be represented as well. So what did she mean by that? Um, so from further conversations that we had with her, she was saying that the majority of men here at Chatham's campus happen to also be student athletes. She acknowledged that there's a link, but she's also pushing back on the idea that the athletic culture is the sole source of the issues that were talked about in the study. I'm not saying there's not a problem because there 100% is a problem and I'm acknowledging that and I would never not acknowledge that. Um, but, you know, Chatham, there's a, so like one of our recommendations was recruitment. There's an issue with recruitment here at Chatham. And when we became, um, when we decided to no longer be a women's college, they got recruitment and sort of um, men to campus by bringing um, male athletics in. So 
that was how they did that. That was how they got sort of, um, you know, individuals that identified as male to campus the fastest. And so that's one of the biggest reasons why there are so many male athletes here on campus compared to individuals who are not athletes. So while the university did use athletics to grow the campus after it went all gender back in 2015, um, the addition of male sports is starting to stagnate here at Chatham. Starting next year, there will be an equal amount of men's and women's varsity sports on campus. So you'll see that overall growth of men who are involved in sports here. It's going to stay about the same now. Since Pepperman has a slightly varying opinion about this issue, what did she propose were the best ways to address the split between students involved in athletics and students who aren't? She really liked the idea of having peer groups. She talked a lot about how there's kind of an unknown between students involved in athletics at Chatham and students who aren't. So she involved, you know, say Chatham athletes going to maybe a drama department show or just branching out from outside the athletic bubble. Again, throughout the, the study and stuff, we talk about um, bringing together more like peer groups and, and things like that um, in terms of recommendations and, you know, bring about more support in that aspect, which I think is really needed. Um, there's a lot of alienation <laughs> that occurs between, you know, let's say athletes and non-athletes, if we're just going to talk about it like that, um, which then contributes to these, you know, um, microaggressions and you know again the alienation and like the othering that occurs between both groups um, and so we have to find ways to support one another um, and that a big portion of that is you know sort of athletes taking the bigger step and going and supporting other groups but then they need to be they need to also see that support as well if that makes sense from them um, I think both sides are extremely sheltered, extremely like alienated from one another, and it just causes a lot of mistrust. So what are your final takeaways um, from talking with students and looking into the HARP study a little bit more? Um, from talking to students, a lot of students were concerned with the data, but nothing's really going to happen if change isn't enacted on campus. Whether that's through the university or students changing the culture themselves, you know, I don't want the survey to go to waste almost because, you know, people stop talking about the issues here and how to really fix them and enact on those changes. Thank you. Thank you. The university recently provided a statement to the communique about the HARP study, writing, Chatham appreciates and supports the work that the Gender and Sexual Violence Prevention Committee of the Diversity and Inclusion Council put into the HARP study in order to better identify student experiences with sexual violence, harassment, stalking, relationship violence, and discrimination. The results from the study are being incorporated into the assessment and reports informing Chatham's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion DEI, strategic plan and are another important way for the university to determine how best to support and reinforce a safe campus environment in which all students can live, learn, and thrive. The communique was not able to schedule an interview with the Office of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion before the publication of this episode, but a future episode of The Dart will further explore the steps ODEI is taking to improve the campus climate and how the HARP study is being used to further the office's mission. 
thank you to the students and faculty who helped with the production of this episode, and thank you to all the listeners. Please subscribe to the Communique Dart wherever you listen to podcasts, and visit our website at chamcommunique.com for more stories. Lastly, what are your thoughts about the study, its results, and what the university should be doing moving forward? Have you personally been negatively impacted by the campus climate, or were you shocked by some of the study's results? You can email me at alice.crow at chatham.edu. Thanks.